This podcast is sponsored by Finomat, finding the most suitable donor with the matching tool for the best teams. Hello, and welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to another episode of the Fertility Conversations podcast. Today, we're joined by a lovely guest, a sister of mine from the continent, uh, Doreen Thomas Addo. She's a qualified career development and well-being coach who advocates passionately, uh, passionately for pregnancy loss awareness. Her personal journey, marked by multiple early miscarriages, a late loss and an ectopic pregnancy, inspired the creation of the joy after miscarriage. Through this platform, she strives to foster a community of support, break down societal taboos surrounding miscarriage, and serve as a beacon of hope and encouragement for those who have experienced the pain of pregnancy loss. She's married with a lovely daughter, her rainbow baby, and she joins us today to inspire and educate us. Welcome, Doreen, and thank you so much thank for joining you. us today. Thank you for having me, Ola. That's just lovely. Such a nice intro. But yeah, thank <laughs> you Thank, you. thank you for all that you're doing. Same to you. Right so back to, <laughs> to start off, we usually say, tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm. So you've, you've mentioned a little bit there in the intro already. So mm-hmm. uh, I my name's Doreen. I, uh, I'm married to my wonderful husband, uh, Reggie. We've been married coming up. I should know this. 13 years. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> a long time. It's going to be 13 years this year. I'm nearly 13 years um, married. Um, we have a six-year-old daughter, so as you rightly said, our angel, uh, our rainbow baby. Our rainbow mm-hmm. baby is going to be seven um, wow. this year. Um, my day job is a, a careers consultant, so I, I, I work um, as a career development and well-being um, professional, helping people think about work and jobs etc and then on the side like you said I've started this platform called Joy After Miscarriage which I know we'll we'll talk about um, later Um, so that's kind of me sort of you know kind of high level in a nutshell Um, I am um, a child of God I am a Christian so today is Sunday I've just got back from church nice inspired um after going to church I, I I love the Lord um you know God is my everything um but even through this you know this miscarriage journey that I've been through you know my faith was impacted but I can stand here today and say that you know God God is God is amazing in spite of everything we've gone through so yeah um yeah I I I am a um, firm believer and uh yeah yeah I live in the UK uh, even though we're just about to experience a storm, I think this is later on this afternoon. And uh, mm-hmm. my friends in Ghana, where my heritage <laughs> is from, they are they're making me jealous because <laughs> it's, nice, yeah. it's nice and hot and warming. Always I'm complaining mm-hmm. about the cold here. <laughs> yes, always yeah. nice and hot in Ghana. Always nice and hot. But yeah, I'm my Ghanaian heritage, born in Ghana, and then moved to the UK when I was a small child. So born in Ghana, but brought up in the UK. Right. Thank you for sharing. And of course, we know that you went to church today. Apart from church, church. um, what else do you like to do with your free time? Oh, gosh. So I, anyone that knows me knows I love being outdoors. So my husband and I were big outdoors fans. We love cycling, hiking, walking. Uh, We're very outdoorsy people. I love being outdoors I love being in nature I find nature very um healing very soothing there's just something wonderful about being um out in nature um what else do I enjoy I love traveling so nice I haven't done much traveling recently but I do love to travel I do love um exploring different cultures 
tasting different foods, yes. different parts of the world. So yeah, I, I really enjoy traveling um, and spending time with family and, and friends. You know, I I like to laugh or lie. Like I like yes. being around people that make <laughs> me, you know, you know the, the, the belly, the yeah. belly <laughs> laughing. I didn't do that for a long time during my kind of miscarriage journey, but you know, mm. I, I kind of rediscovered the beauty of just, 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 just laughing and just yeah, I, I love mm. to give you know watch comedies that make me laugh, be mm. around people that make me laugh. You know, if you if you get to know me, I am I am, I'm a silly person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to do silly things I like I like yeah I, I like playing jokes and stuff you know I, I I should say you know I think it's important as part of this conversation I am 44 years old and so and we can come 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 back to that later but you know I, I'm, I'm I'm what some people might consider middle-aged or whatever um but I'm 44 years old and you know I I I, I still like to have a good old laugh and and try and keep myself healthy wherever possible so my husband and I we've uh we've made some new year's goals to try and uh get fit and we're, we're going to try and keep to them as mm. much as possible um, add me to that calendar <laughs> let me <laughs> have a whatsapp group <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. like okay we're not we're not getting any we're not getting any younger we need to, uh, exactly we need to start oh. getting fit. definitely so, yeah. thank you sounds like a you have a really full, exciting life, which is so important, right? Because yeah. you need those lactose. Yeah, it wasn't always that way, but we're 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 being a lot more uh, intentional now. Right. So let's talk about your journey, your journey mm. to parenthood. Yes, as much or as little as you'd like to share. Yeah. So, um, so I've mentioned that we we have a rainbow uh baby her name is ariel mm. she's going to be seven it's nice. interesting ariel is that is that like the not ariel ariel because i knew that i saw that somewhere Anna, you, know? <laughs> you, you are not you're not the first person to say that and you will not be the you will not be the last okay so uh, ariel is a-r-i-e-l right. but ariel is a-r-i-e-l-l-e so it's slightly all different right. mm-hmm. but I, I get that everywhere i go right okay so, uh it, I'm, I'm that's good to- i'm not the one <laughs> i'm used to it so um so she's my she's my only daughter our only child um but she was actually my seventh pregnancy wow. um and so our journey was one of multiple miscarriages so we had my husband and i experienced uh four um early miscarriages um no five early miscarriages sorry five early miscarriages um one late miscarriage um five early miscarriages so by early I mean 12 weeks or less um and then we had one uh, late miscarriage at 14 weeks uh and one ectopic uh pregnancy now you know any any loss is 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 terrible. It's you know I wouldn't wish it. I wouldn't wish it on my my worst um, enemy. But the 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 physical trauma you go through, the um, emotional trauma you go through, the nerves that you go through when you become pregnant again. It's really it's really difficult. But my husband and I we we decided to wait a couple of years after we got married to to try for a child and you know we were in our early 30s at the time but never in a million years and you you don't write Ola you don't think oh this could happen so you know so we we were just like oh well you know we'll enjoy marriage before the kids come you know we wanted to have maybe two or three children let's enjoy our marriage before these kids come and control us for another 18 years (laughs) yeah so um so we waited a couple of years and then when we decided to start uh, trying I never never thought that this would be the journey that I'd be I'd be going down uh, and I remember when I had you know when I had my first my first miscarriage it was sh- it was such a complete just shock it was like what what's going on what what is this and you 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 are never 
fully prepared, for, never prepared for it. Even if you know what a miscarriage is, perhaps you've you've had others that perhaps have, have experienced it, going through it yourself for that first time, you, you're just never, you're never fully prepared for it. Um, it happened, you know, first thing in the morning, I was in bed, I kind of pulled the sheets over. Can I be quite... Can I be quite open? Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Kind of yeah. pull the sheets over, and there was kind of just blood everywhere. I was like, okay, this this does not seem normal. Yeah. I started freaking out. We went to the hospital, and unfortunately, that's when they said um, we we've lost we've lost the miscarriage. Uh, we've we've had a miscarriage, um, and I think it just just a little bit of a, a blur. Then um, you know the NHS give you leaflets and all of this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but I. I think in my mind, I was very much, and I think the NHS as well were very much like, this happens a lot. Lots of women have one miscarriage. Yeah, You're going to be fine the next time, you know? So in my mind, I was thinking, okay, this seems unusually normal. So surely the next time I get pregnant, everything's going to be fine because that's what yeah. the doctors are saying. It's unlikely it's going to happen again. Then it happened again. And I was like, oh, okay, um, maybe something is something's not not going going right here. Yeah. And again, I was very much made to feel. Do you know what, Doreen? Don't don't worry. You're gonna be fine. You know, if you get to three miscarriages or more, which is rare, then we'll start investigating. So I was like, okay. Um, it looks as if, you know, if I do have more than three, they've got something in place, they'll figure right. out what's wrong and everything will be fine. Went through the third one. And that's when I, that's when things started to really get concerning for me. That's when I really started questioning my womanhood, questioning my faith, questioning what was going on. Um, the, the testing that they claimed to do, I, I don't think was anything phenomenal like up up till now even up to today I really don't know nobody has ever been able to definitively say what the issue has been there has been talk of potentially PCOS and other things but no one has ever been able to say this is the yeah. reason why you have been miscarrying no one um, so we had the third uh, miscarriage and then the fourth one was when we had the late miscarriage um, and that was particularly traumatic because I was already nervous because of all the other miscarriages that I had yeah. but I think with this particular one what was what was hard Ola was that it, it, here in the UK we have this kind of get to 12 weeks the kind of there's this thing mm -hmm. about the 12 week mark yeah. if you get to 12 weeks you passed your, your exactly that's it you're gonna make it to the end. So I remember getting to 12 weeks and for, for me and my husband, 12 weeks was like, oh my gosh, praise God, we've gone further than we've ever gone before. We've never gone beyond nine, 10, 11. We've got to 12 weeks. Oh my goodness, this is exciting. We got to 13 weeks. Oh my gosh, maybe, maybe I can start getting yeah. excited. Maybe I can start thinking about names. Maybe I can start thinking about a baby shower. We get to 14 weeks everything's okay and then towards the end of the 14 14th week I started having cramps and they didn't feel like oh, they didn't it didn't feel normal so I remember going to uh the early pregnancy unit the EPU the EPU seriously all that that place became almost like my second home I was there every single niggle every yeah. I'm always rushing to the EPU so I went to the EPU to to explain to them that I'm having these cramps and they're making me feel a bit nervous no bleeding or anything just unusual cramps and and I, I have the letter with me they sent me home saying that I had constipation and all I should do wow. is increase my fiber um so I thought okay um but you know, I've already had three previous miscarriages. Am I not considered a high risk to you? Do you want to kind yeah. of investigate further? They didn't do any of that. They sent me home saying it's just, you know, baby was fine. So they test, they they did the scan. Baby was kicking, heartbeat was strong. 
and they just said, oh, it's, it's constipation. I should go home and eat some fiber. The next day, I, my husband was out. He was planning a, a stag do for my now brother-in-law. So he was out doing a stag do. I was at home. Hola. Hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. <laughs> I started, um, I didn't realize it then, but I, at the time I started having contractions and it was the worst pain I have ever experienced. I called my sister because my sister works in A&E. So I called mm -hmm. my sister and she told me to call an ambulance straight away. So I called an ambulance because I was literally, I was on the floor, I couldn't move. I was in such pain, I couldn't move. So I called the amb uh, ambulance, ambulance came and uh, came to check me out. And uh, I was in excruciating pain. I could barely walk. They had to take me into uh, the hospital, the ambulance. And then what happened on the way to the ambulance was that I gave birth on the way to the hospital. Um, and I'll never forget it because there was a lovely man with me in, in the ambulance. He was sitting next to me on our way to the hospital. And I remember something just passing out of me. And I freaked out and I said to the guy next to me, I said, I said, something's happened, something's happened. I had a cloth over me. Right. I said, something's happened, something's happened. The man then pulled the cloth um, up to see what I was talking about. No word of a lie, he was a, he was a white man. The way his face went pale, Ooh. I just knew something terrible had. I mean, I knew anyway, because it just, it didn't feel like it was a blood right. clot or anything like that. It felt like something had passed. Uh, and I could just tell from the man's face that I, I had given birth and I just lost it. From that particular moment, I, I, um, I lost it. My husband wasn't with me. He, he went straight to the hospital that I had gone to. He met me there. Um, my pastor's wife had been notified and bless her. She came to the hospital um, as well. And um, long story short, we lost our son uh, that oh. afternoon. Um, so it's sad. a bit of a blur because um, I think look, looking back on it, I think what I had unintentionally done, I think I'd started to block some of the trauma out because it was too yeah. much to deal with. Um, but I remember at that time, they did bring the baby uh, back to hospital room. We spent some time with him. I, I didn't know it was a boy at the time. They did some tests and they confirmed it later. Um, but we spent some time with uh, the baby. Um, and then, you know, they took the baby away and I, yeah, I just, for a, a long time, I, I I think I just, I, I blanked that experience out. So I never, I never took any, so things that a lot of people that I see do, I didn't do. I didn't take any photos. I didn't hold the child. Um, I didn't do any handprints and footprints. I didn't even organize a, the, the funeral. I just couldn't, you know, and, and I guess to anyone that's perhaps going through this or to anyone that's perhaps been in the same position, you can feel guilty looking back for not doing that. But I would say to anyone, please don't feel guilty. I, I have come to accept that I, that was what I could manage at that time. I couldn't physically manage anything else. It was too traumatic. And I do sometimes, battle with guilt for not for not taking pictures for not having something to remind me of our son apart from a memory but god knows he knows he cares and i know my son is in heaven and i i am comforted by that and i i i no longer walk in that guilt of not doing more um but that was that was a very traumatic experience and then after <laughs> I'm laughing now because it's not even funny but sometimes I'm like geez after that I then um that was my fourth my fifth was then another early pregnancy and then my sixth was the ectopic I 
I didn't even know what an ectopic was. I mean, I'd, I'd never heard of anything called an ectopic, but long story short, with my sixth pregnancy, the, 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 the embryo the egg was growing on my on my fallopian tube and I didn't I hadn't realized I hadn't realized it again I was at home I started experiencing severe pain in my in my abdomen and started feeling extremely dizzy I didn't I didn't I didn't feel well um was taken to the hospital by my husband and that's when they discovered I was having internal bleeding because my fallopian tube had ruptured so I had to stay in hospital and have uh, an operation to remove uh, my fallopian. So my fallopian tube was not repairable. It, it, it had to be um, removed. And I remember saying to the professional at the time, what does that mean in terms of my chances of having a child? And it was it's amazing how the body works because the, the, um, the healthcare professional said, you are still able to have children even with one fallopian tube I couldn't fathom it then yeah um, but 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 later on I discovered that you know even with one fallopian tube the ovary can still move to the other fallopian tube and I mean just I just it blows yeah. my mind how amazing the, the 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 body can be so I I lost one fallopian tube and I say this to encourage anyone that perhaps has had an ectopic pregnancy because our rainbow baby was born with one fallopian tube, naturally, um, with one fallopian tube. And so, you know, she is, she is a miracle. She is a, a um, she is a blessing. Uh, we did try again for a child after our child was born um, in March, 2020, literally as people Hold were talking it. about <laughs> As yeah. people, so I got pregnant in February 2020 and then I miscarried in March 2020 literally about mm. about like a week before we went into lockdown um and it, it was then that you know my husband and I soon after really had to start asking questions as to whether or not we want to continue trying for children do we want to perhaps try alternative methods yeah. and routes? Um, and we just made that hard decision that we were going to stop. Like we weren't going to, we weren't going to try. You know, there are lots of other pathways we could have taken, but for us personally, the decision we chose was we're going to stop. And so we've decided not to try, not to take any other methods. Um, and that's our decision. And people need to respect that. We're happy with yeah. that. Um, and so yeah, so we have we have one daughter. Um, you know, it's not what we had thought we were gonna have, you know. Um, but but that is life. And you know, yeah. we we're, we're we're learning to live with what we have and make the most of what we have, even though we we wanted to perhaps have two or three, two or three children. So that's a very long-winded version of my story. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm so sorry for your losses. It's just, it's just so much. I mean, we're so thankful for your rainbow baby and God's yeah. mercy and grace, but that was a lot. It's, it's, it's hard. And I think it's only recently, I'd say in the last couple of years that I have, I've really kind of, I really sat down and thought okay this this experience is it's a lot yeah. and I, I think for some people perhaps maybe it's a it's a coping mechanism but I think for some people we we inadvertently just block it out because having to deal with and it doesn't matter whether it's one miscarriage or mm -hmm. 11 it's traumatic and every individual has to find a way to to try and manage that yeah. um, and we all manage it in different ways there is a one right way of managing it and there isn't a wrong way of managing it we deal with grief and trauma in, in very different ways and I think for me looking back part of my coping was to just to just to block it out 
to not to not dwell on it because I think if I if I did I would I I I don't know where I'd be I mean I I did go through depression I I went through a period of real isolation I withdrew um and by withdraw I think sometimes on the outside of on the outside of things people might think oh Doreen's fine yeah smiling everything's going well but internally I I had withdrawn um I wasn't being genuine um and it's only been like in the last couple of years that I've I've really been able to sit and go through everything so even recently in the last couple of years I actually sat down and dated when my miscarriages happened because every time it did happen I was like this is just too much I couldn't so you know in the last couple of years I, I dated them I figured out what happened I was able to look back at my medical notes and see what the doctors had written and yeah it's, it's only in the last couple of years I've kind of gone there and I think for for many people we we cope in various in various ways and I think we have to we have to understand and respect people's ways of coping. You might not always agree with it, yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to to kind of trauma and grief, people people deal with it in in very different ways, and that's it, and that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> hmm. I'm glad. You can smile about it now because as you highlighted, it was a lot. And of course, going through that, it must have been so much because, and again, it's not its not a topic or an area that people speak a lot about. So no. how were you even finding support? I mean, I know that you mentioned that you blotted out, which was one of your own coping mechanisms. Mm. But was there any support apart from yourself and your spouse together? I mean, again, I noted that your pastor's wife came uh, at some point, one of the losses, but yeah. did anyone understand? Did anyone that has experienced time, something similar? Or... Yeah, on reflection at the time. So this was we're talking. It it kind of started around. We got married in twenty eleven. We started trying sort of late 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. and at that time, there, there wasn't sort of. There's a wonderful community now. You know, yeah. Social media, people advocating. There's there's so much going on now, which I think is amazing, Ola. Like what you're doing, kudos to you. You are such a blessing. You're such a blessing Thank Thank in this so space. You really are such a blessing. But back then I didn't, I didn't see all of this, this big community. I mean, even if it was there, I don't think I was actively looking for it. Cause like I said, I think I just blocked a lot of this um, out. So, so, the support wasn't there. And I think that is largely because there was still, and to an extent there still is, this stigma around yeah. miscarriage and baby loss. So it it was never a case where I had my second, third, fourth miscarriage. And I was able to say to people, guys, I've miscarried again. Guys, I've miscarried again. Guys, I just, if anything, it got to the point where I think the more I miscarried, the more, I just withdrew yeah. because I I didn't want people maybe thinking what's wrong what what's wrong with her and you know I was very much involved in the church at the time and um you know again I I didn't I didn't want people perhaps over spiritualizing things mm -hmm. you begin yeah. to think about you begin to think you know I, I, is it because I don't have enough faith is it because did I did I do something? Am I being am I being cursed? Did someone else? I mean, did you not pray enough? Did did I not pray enough? Did I did I did I not give enough tithe enough for it? You know what? Am I am I being punished? Which is not the case. You did, no. So if anyone is thinking that, please do not do 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 not believe those lies. Um, but I, but it's hard not to think about those sorts of things. And so I didn't, my, my biggest support was my husband. He has been absolutely amazing. Um, and my immediate family. So I've got two younger sisters whom I love dearly. I, uh, one of them I mentioned was one of my yeah. sisters who, who, who's a nurse. She was um, brilliant. And my middle sister has always been such a, you know, 
such a big, big advocate. She's always, you know, she will speak up for me in rooms when when perhaps I can't speak up for myself. So my my immediate family have been amazing, you know, and my parents, I've got to say, my parents have been wonderful considering they are tra quite traditional West African. Yeah, and that's the way they grew up, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, you grew up here, I mean, in London, exactly. but not them, right? So No, so I, I, I didn't know how they would take it, but, you know, surprisingly, my parents have been, super supportive you know I I was nervous about even talking to them about being open about my journey thinking about what they would say they've I think you know I think they're probably like look Doreen's gonna do what she's gonna do <laughs> I know right <laughs> <laughs> there's no point in telling her no um yeah. but but unfortunately yeah I I never had no I, I never had like a support network of people um say praying for me or checking in on me because the reality is very few people knew. Uh, a, a lot of people um, didn't know until much, 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 much later. Um, but like I said, it's it's wonderful to see now that there's there's much more of a push to be open about it, to talk about it. Um, if you're comfortable talking about it, um, to, to take away the, the, the shame and the stigma that is surrounded by it. There's There's no shame, there's no stigma it's a health condition and you know just as we're happy to talk about having a cough or breaking your leg or what whatnot you know there's there's you know it's a it's a health condition that needs to be treated and we should be able to talk about it like anything like anything else um but I think we still have a long way to go when it comes to yeah when it comes to pregnancy loss definitely but thank you for choosing to speak out to you know to share your experience and speak out. That's really amazing because, um, regardless of where you go across the world, there's still a lot of taboos associated with I pregnancy know. loss. Well, certainly in certain cultures, it might even be more or whatever spiritualities might also be attached to it that might mm. make people not want to speak. Mm. So thank you for choosing to speak in spite of all of that yeah that it's couldn't have been easy it wasn't easy it wasn't easy and I think you know I particularly as a as a as a Christian mm -hmm. um I you know no God never promised that the Christian life was going to be easy <laughs> you nah know? don't we think it should be <laughs> <laughs> we think it should be and you know I, I never knew what battles would come my way this is not a battle I was ever expecting never ever ever um but I think what's what's important to re remember I guess from from a Christian perspective as hard as it was at the time to believe that because I questioned God I asked him why I I questioned my faith there was so much going on um in in terms of um my faith um, but I realized, you know, as, as a Christian, it, you know, no one ever, it, God never promises that life would be easy. And I, I didn't know, like I said, what, what my battle would be. And for whatever reason, this has been, this has been my battle, um, yeah. dealing with infertility and loss. That has been, that has been my, one of my biggest tests of faith, one of my biggest tests of of trust, one of my, it's just been big. And I, I wouldn't say that I, I passed or whatever it is because, you know, I I was in a bad place. But the wonderful thing I think to remember is that it's okay. It's, it, it was okay for me to question and ask why and to not be okay. Like God understands it all. And I think sometimes as Christians, we need to stop with this whole, he won't give me more than I could handle. Cause all I, I I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. <laughs> this yeah. is not something you're, but I could, I could not handle this. And so I don't, I don't want to hear all of this, you know, God won't give you more than, more than you could handle because you're essentially saying that I should be able to handle this. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was my pastor's wife that she explained it beautifully. And she said, Doreen, sometimes she said, she said, there will be 
instances in life that you cannot handle. That's the reality. Losing a child, is, it's not something you can just say, I can handle this. No. She said, you know, sometimes in life you will have moments where you cannot handle it. Hmm. When you can't handle it, God can. And that's where we need to lean on him. Because by saying God won't give you more than you can handle, you're almost saying, well, I just give me more. I can handle all of this. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is not something that you can handle. Loss is hard. It's not something that you should be handling alone. And she was the one that kind of reminded me that it it's okay to feel broken and at a loss. That's when you reach, that's that's when he is able. He he that's when he will be your strength because you can't handle it. And that yeah. was a wonderful, for me, that was a really powerful reminder because it made it reminded me that it it's okay to not be okay. I think sometimes we can say these kind of platitudes that, that make you want to think, oh, okay, I, I need to be a strong woman. I need to be smiling all the time. It's okay not to be okay. God understands. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So at what point did you then think to start your platform, Joy After Miscarriage? So I've been thinking about it for, for a while. Um mm. But I think I think once I joined sort of Instagram and I could see, you know, that there was a bit of a community around there, I kind of started thinking, okay, you know, maybe I could create something where I could perhaps share my story or encourage others to share theirs and, and be part of this community that's openly talking about miscarriage and pregnancy loss. And I think one of the things that made me perhaps take that step was realizing that black women in particular were for whatever reason being disproportionately affected when it came to um, pregnancy loss when it came to um, 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 baby mortality and even recently I'm hearing now that you know reports are coming out that you know, black women are less likely to receive IVF. I mean, there's just, there's yeah. just a lot. Um, so I, I, I wanted to perhaps do more in that space as a black woman, because a lot of the statistics and the data were showing that we are disproportionately affected. However, a lot of the community that I was seeing, they didn't look like me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of the community that, that kind of talks about, miscarriage etc I didn't see a lot of black faces I didn't see a lot of uh, women of color and that could be for whatever reason but I I wanted to you know I wanted to be part of that representation I wanted to be part of that community that's like look I am I am a black woman mm -hmm. I have experienced loss uh, I am um, I am happy to advocate and talk about my story and tell people that they're not alone and support in advocating etc so I think you know part part of me perhaps stepping out was to be a bit more of a representative face yeah because um, sometimes you can you know representation matters and I think if you're going into these spaces and perhaps you're not seeing individuals like you that maybe understand some of the kind of the nuances that we might face in terms of culture, in terms of religion, etc. Yeah. You you might just think, oh, okay, well, I'm the only one that must be going through this because I don't see anyone like me, when actually that's that's not true. So yeah, part of the the reason of setting up Joy After Miscarriage was to be a bit of a representative face. But also, um, you know, Joy After Miscarriage is also about saying to people that there is joy after miscarriage. There is joy that is, you can live a life of joy. You can live a full life. You can live a happy life around the grief and the trauma that you have been through. So my platform is very much about, um, about kind of encouraging kind of joy. It's, it's okay to not be okay, but similarly, Ola, 
it's okay to be okay. <laughs> and it, you, sh you should not feel, and this thing, I think sometimes we we almost can feel guilty for. Yeah, why are you happy? Yes, yeah. Um, I, I want to show them, it's, it's okay to, it's okay to be okay. You're healing, you're moving forward. You're reaching out for life again. Hold on to that. That is fine. It doesn't make you less of a mother. It doesn't make you someone that's forgetting what you've been through. You're someone that's moving forward. And that is okay. Because I think for a long time for me, like I said, I, I went through a lot of guilt for not doing certain things. And it just made mm. me feel guilty. Oh, I, I didn't have a funeral. I didn't do this. I, I don't remember all the dates. Did I felt terrible. And one day I just said to myself, this has got to stop. You know, you, you've been through a lot. You've had to do what you needed to do to cope. Um, and it's okay to be joyful. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to smile and still not forget what you've been through. You know, you're mm. not forgetting, but it's okay. And, you know, I, I sometimes, Ola, I think about, I think about the miscarriages that I've had and perhaps the children that I may have had. And I asked myself, you know, if my kids were alive today, what would they, what would they be saying to me? And I can, I can't, I literally hear them be like, mom, you need to go jogging. You're getting fat. You're, oh, come on, you need to, <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need to put on your makeup. You know, you need, yeah. to, you need to cut your toenails. They're looking a bit crusty, like take care of yourself. <laughs> oh, that's I so can cute. hear them. You're, you know, your hair's looking a bit picky. Come on. I can hear them like, you know, live your life, book that flight and travel, go on dinner with your partner, um, call that friends that you want to call. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think about, you know, what, what, what my children would probably be saying. And so to honor them, mm -hmm. I, I, I am choosing, I'm trying um, to live a life more joyfully. And so that's again, one of the reasons joy after miscarriage, was born to encourage people to reach out for moments of joy and reach out for moments of joy unapologetically don't don't yeah. feel don't feel you don't have to feel guilty you you will never forget the losses you've had you'll never forget the children you've lost you just won't you know when we when we lose people who you know, perhaps who are alive, whether that's a parent or or whatever, you know, we we still continue kind of living. We don't forget them. We remember them in our hearts. We remember them. We go through that same level of, of grief, but I, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, when we go through perhaps a miscarriage, whether it's because, you know, for some people it's like, oh, well, there's this perhaps assumption that because we didn't give birth to, a, I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, I just want to encourage people that it's, like I said, it's okay to not be okay, but it's perfectly okay to also be okay. It's a journey and yeah. we're all on, we're all on a different, our journeys are all different and where we're at on that journey differs. And like any journey, you'll, you'll have moments when things are going well and you'll have moments when things are not going well. That's absolutely okay. But, you know, I, I really want to remind people that there is there is light and there is life that can be lived um joyfully after after a loss so well said Doreen and I think it's so important that people understand that because like you said mm. that guilt is very common mm. that have you grieved enough is yeah. it should you really be laughing even though it's just been three months or one year or two years exactly. you know that other person didn't laugh for three years whatever you know it's not there is no comparison there is no right amount of grief isn't at it's, all everyone's yeah. journey is everyone's journey is different and everyone's coping mechanism you know is different and i and i i know a friend of mine who you know she lost her and her baby and she was back at work almost immediately. And wow. some people might be thinking, you're not, you're not grieving enough. Why are you yeah. back at work? But for her, that was her coping mechanism. She did not want to be at home because she knew 
she might be pondering on it or whatever. For her, what worked for her was going to work and doing whatever it is that she wanted to do. And it's not to say that she won't grieve and different grieve, yeah. but that that was what she wanted to do. And I think we have to respect people's decisions and not be so, you know, not be so overly, overly judgmental. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everyone's journey is different. Yes. So well said. Yeah. Everyone's journey is different. And we should allow people the space to be whatever they mm -hmm. want to be and mm -hmm. respect their journeys mm -hmm. and boundaries and decisions. Yes. Like, like yeah. you highlighted as well. If someone says to you they're no longer trying or this is where they're going to, family size is going to stop, it's okay to let them be without saying, well, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? Or, you know. Honestly, oh, yeah, the number of times, and I will <laughs> continue, but the number of times I hear people, so when are you going to give your, your daughter a, a brother or sister? When yeah. is number two coming? When is number two coming? I prophesy <laughs> number two is going to be twins. <laughs> so you're just like, what? <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Let's not even talk about prophecies, but my goodness. Yeah. It, yeah. You just have to, yeah. We it's, need to it's, do interesting. it's interesting you, we say this because and again, I think it still goes back to the taboo because a lot of people will be like, you know, when is number two coming? And I I don't say to them, number two's not coming because my husband and I have decided to stop trying due to several miscarriages. I guess that's what, I, I want to be bold enough to say that, mm -hmm. but they'll say, oh, when is number two coming? And I'll just, I'll just be like, you know, I just don't say anything. And so I, even now there is still, you know, there's still, yeah. I'm still, I'm still very, yeah, I'm still mindful in who I share my story with and I guess how open I am um, about it. But people will, will claim that it's time for me to have a second child and yeah I don't always tell them then and there that we've decided to stop trying and I think many of us are still we're still very much yeah. it's hard to right how many <laughs> how many people are you gonna tell and then you know some of you like I'm not ready for this conversation today because then you know they're gonna, I'm just not ready. They're, gonna, they're gonna come back at you like oh well you know this is this and they're like okay not today <laughs> yeah, not today exactly not today <laughs> so hands are reason, I just like uh-huh okay sure thanks yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and moving along it's almost like you're picking your battles right yeah like <laughs> yeah. you have to pick your battles yeah it's so important well said thank you Doreen <laughs> for anyone listening and of course you know being touched by all that you've shared today it's been amazing listening and wanting to reach out to you to connect perhaps for support uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? Um, well, you can follow me on my Instagram. I've only got an Instagram page, um, <laughs> Joy Joy After Miscarriage. That's my Instagram page. Um, it's still kind of fairly new-ish, um, but I guess my intention for Joy After Miscarriage is to, you know, raise awareness and advocate, particularly uh, around um, the experiences that I've personally lived through. So that would be early miscarriage, late miscarriage and um, an ectopic pregnancy. Uh, so I kind of want to advocate uh, around that and also just sort of inspire, um, inspire hope, encourage yeah. people to, you know, grab onto those moments of joy, whatever that might look like um, for you. Um, I, I, I have another good friend of mine um, who we're, we're planning a few events um, this yeah. year for for women that have gone through uh, miscarriage or baby loss and we're, we're, the first one is going to be a, a dance class that we're organizing oh, that's nice. yeah, we're organizing a dance <laughs> class um, details are going to be coming out soon we were going to do it on, on, your, and on, your, on your Instagram then the details will, will be, be, right, yeah, okay. details will be on our Instagram but you know we, we want to organize um, events where you know if you feel like because the thing is with miscarriage and loss sometimes you know you 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 can lose a sense of who you once were. Yeah. Um, and then I hear this a lot, you know, when people talk about loss, you 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 feel like you lose a part of yourself. And I guess what what we're trying to do with joy after miscarriage is to be like, you know, if you're the type of person that you used to love dancing and you want come out, it's a safe space. 
you know, it's, we're gonna we're gonna teach you an Afrobeat dance routine. Ah. <laughs> you can mix with other like-minded um, individuals. You know, we can share stories. And again, it's just it's a moment of joy for those individuals. And so we want to create you know a couple of opportunities for people to just come together and 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 spark those kind of joyful uh, moments. And like I said to you before, you know, I do I do love to laugh, and I think. Yeah, I'm not a funny person, but I, I will try and see if I can use my platform <laughs> to make people giggle. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important yeah, on it these is. journeys. It is. You need those moments of laughter and joy and just uh, having a good time. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so that's really, I I, I want that page to be a, a, a page of kind of light and love and um, and hope. I'm not good with social media. I'm going to put it out there. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm learning. But you will get a response. So do reach mm. out to her. Reach out to Doreen. She yes, will respond please. to you yeah, for sure. I definitely. Thank you so much. And Doreen, if you had to go back in time to mm. the, I don't know, 21-year-old Doreen, knowing all that you know now, what would you tell her? That's a, it's such an interesting question. Um, but I think for me, I, I would probably tell, honestly, I'd honestly say to 21-year-old Doreen that in life, things may not always go the way you want them to go. Things may not always go the way you planned for them to go. You know, we make plans, we make dreams and goals, and it's it's so important to reach for them, absolutely. But sometimes, sometimes they may not necessarily go the way you intended. Um, and if that does happen, I would have encouraged 21-year-old Doreen to, to be reminded that it, it's not permanent. It won't last forever. You might go through a period of something that knocks you. You didn't expect it. It's not part of the plan. This is not in my goal. This is not in my five-year goal. This is not how yeah. things were supposed to be. <laughs> this is not. This is not what I had. I had signed up for. I would have said to twenty-one-year-old Doreen, "That's it. Won't it? Won't last forever. You might think it's going to last forever." but it will not last forever. Mm -hmm. There will be light at the end of the tunnel. You yeah. will laugh again. You will smile again. So I'm getting emotional. Sorry. Sorry, Ola. Okay. No. Sorry, you, you will. Because no, no one expects to go through this. No one, no one signs up for loss no one signs up for miscarriages and stuff you don't sign up for it um but you know i i would absolutely say to my younger self um it's not permanent it won't last forever life you know, life can and will be worth living again um and i and i hope that i'm a, a living testimony of of that um but this is the thing if you if you had told me 10 if you had told me 10 years ago what I was going to go through I would be like no no way I, I, I can't I can't do this no way it's not going to be possible I, I, I won't be able to survive this um but I'm standing here today saying that you know I yeah it's you can you you can survive it you can um and it's not permanent that's what i would tell my 21 year old yeah yep so <laughs> slimmer <Amazing>. help yourself <laughs> oh my you look amazing what are you talking about <laughs> i have way too much to eat the christmas and quite frankly i still think it's christmas <laughs> i keep eating <laughs> <laughs> oh my i definitely need to know that it's time to you know start start working out and eating less but hey <laughs> thank you so much for sharing oh, during no. 
Any Thank final you. words as a wrap up? For um, I would just say, you know, to anyone who's going through this, please do not believe that you are alone. You are not alone at all. Um, I would also say, I think one of the things that I, and I, I think partly because, you know, we, we go through traumatic experiences, but one of the things I would encourage people to do, they can, um, is to advocate for yourself. You know, I, I think I, I kind of just trusted our healthcare system to everything they said. I'm like, yep, 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 fine, fine, fine. I never questioned anything. I didn't to perhaps, you know, ask for a second opinion. I didn't do anything like that. And I think if you're going through through this, don't be ashamed to push back, perhaps question, ask for things that perhaps you've heard in trusted sources. Do that because you never know where it could lead you. I, I didn't do any of, of, of that uh, at all. And looking back, I I wish if I had this information and resource, maybe my story could have been a little bit different. Um, and I think this is where being open and talking about it is important because if you perhaps don't feel that you can advocate for yourself because you're going through something you know, challenging or you're not ready, by speaking out about it, like people like you, Ola, like what you're doing is so amazing because even though perhaps there might be someone who doesn't feel like speaking out, your platform is raising awareness and information and sharing things that perhaps people might might not have known about. So I'm encouraging people to, you know, to, to be open and to kind of advocate right. for themselves. Um, and yeah, and I'd say, you know, be, there's this lovely American lady that I follow called Tabitha Brown. She's just this oh. phenomenal uh, American lady. And she has these wonderful sayings. And one saying is, you know, because that's my business. That's my business. <laughs> <laughs> that's my business. And, um, you know, I, I think in this space sometimes, with all good intentions, people will say, why don't you, you know, why don't you try IVF or have mm. you considered adoption or yeah. anti so and so had a child at 49 years old? You should mm -hmm. keep going. Um, <laughs> da, 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 yeah. And I, I just want to be like, well, the decision that I've made is my husband's and I's decision. And that's, that's my business. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, you know, yeah. the point I'm trying to make is it, you know, it's okay to make the decisions that you need to make. You know, sometimes that decision might be, we're not going to try anymore. Sometimes yeah. the decision might be, I, I don't want to adopt. I don't want to go through IVF. And that is absolutely fine. That is your business. No one else's. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to just, yeah, remind people, it's your business, no <laughs> one else's business. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> Oh, Tabitha Brown, I love her. Love it. I've said it before. I don't follow her, but I'll go oh, check her out. Yeah, that's my business, <laughs> and it is really right. It is. We should respect that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Doreen. It really Thank has been you, amazing Anna. having you here, and I'm so sorry for your losses. Bless um, you. Bless you. Uh, thank you for sharing and choosing to put your face out there to speak about this because, again, it is so important to find. When you're in the depth of loss and grief, going online or anywhere and finding somebody who has been through something similar can be so life-changing, mm -hmm. right? Because you feel like there is somebody else. Okay, she yeah, understands. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can listen to her story. She's laughing now. So there must be hope of laughter in the future. She coped somehow. Perhaps I can learn how she did. Perhaps I can connect with her. It's not just me. It's not something I've done. It's not a punishment. Yeah. It is so important. It is so important. To see those faces and those platforms, letting I you know agree. it's yeah. not just you. No. So thank you for choosing to speak out because thank it's you. not easy. Again, like I said earlier, pregnancy loss is highly taboo subject in any culture, but in ours. Uh, in the sense that you're of Ghanaian descent, I'm Nigerian. And of course, in many other cultures, there's additional potential 
issues yeah, and concerns yeah. that surround it. <laughs> These additional uh, layers we need to deal with. <laughs> so yeah. choosing to speak out in spite of all that is amazing. Thank you. No, thank you. And and God bless, God bless you for your platform. It really mm-hmm. it's a massive blessing. And I, I am inspired by what you do. I see you out there and just this event and this place. I'm just like, wow, you're doing something. Thank you. Thing. So God bless you. And I, I hope to see you in person to give you a great Amen and you too. I'm gonna see you. Let's do it that dancers from around the London definitely <laughs> yes, wanna come move. Definitely. <laughs> Learn definitely. some new steps. Yes, definitely. for sure. Uh, perhaps we'll grab coffee sometime. That would be amazing. Yes. Thank you so much for making the time thank to come here on. and uh definitely look forward to having you again in the near future and if I'm at any of one of your shows we'll definitely be live streaming that and letting people know what's happening and promoting oh, it you. Thank, thank you for all that you're doing so much you've been amazing thank you for having thank me you. on your platform thank you for being here take care thanks for joining us this week on the fertility conversations podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please give us a five-star rating and subscribe Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.